0: Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mix Club page or listen live at Sohoradiolondon.com. That was Mystic Lover by Adeline. She's here with us over Zoom. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's an honour to be here.
0: It's great to have you on Soho Radio. And So, Adeline, uh, you've kicked the doors down in 2021. You've come out all guns blazing. You've got two singles (laughs) under your belt already. Uh, Yeah. How are you feeling about it all? I mean, it's obviously strange times, the fact that you can't be supporting it properly with live. I mean, I know Mm -hmm. things are opening up a bit now, but yeah. How's the best sort of year or so been for you, and where are you at right now?
1: You know, I, I, I've been saying it's a little hard for me to say that that truthfully. I had a great year in twenty twenty. Yeah. Uh, I'm careful saying that because you know, whatever ha- what's what happened is still really cl- it's close to us. And some I know some people who lost people, and this is a very serious situation. So it's hard to say I had a great year. You know, like because I don't just believe that it's about just, um, you know, kick yourself in the butt and wake up and do more because a lot of people, it was very very difficult. And, you know, the beginning of the pandemic, it was, um, okay, we're not gonna be able to do shows and okay, this is happening. And, you know, it took a while for everyone to adjust to what was going on because at first we thought it would be a week, two weeks, a month and then six months in and you turn around. And so I'm very fortunate that I have a studio to go to that, you know, that I use as Refuge for my mental health, even, and just making music is my answer to everything. Um, so I just was in a studio uh, 12 hours a day, which I usually am, uh, but because I'm not, I haven't been going on the road, I was in the studio every single day. I had nothing else to do, uh, and it it really helped me. It soothed me. It just helped me keep going. And and um, you know, the work paid off, and I I think people were in a place where they needed were more receptive and ready for new music. Um, yeah. So it kind of, I fell in a little crack, you know, it, it, it worked out for me.
0: So what is the plan? Is it a plan for a full record? Is this, or these two songs a part of an EP? Yeah.
1: Mm. So yeah, these, these two songs of 2021, uh, I released yeah, two singles, as you mentioned, and mm. um, these two songs will be part of an EP. Yeah. And the EP is honestly already done uh, because I made so much music last year and, I think uh, I'm, I'm g- g- working on music for next year already, but, yeah, I'm excited about this EP coming up.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. So you had your, your debut album in 2018,
1: mm-hmm. uh, the eponymous yeah. Adeline. You know, yeah. And,
0: and then last year you released a, a, another EP, um, mm-hmm. forgive me, is it interims? Interim, yeah.
1: But interim, interims, sorry, sorry, yeah, fine, sorry. But interim, yeah. 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 <laughs> I yeah. like to make it difficult for people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, so your background is, so you, so you were born in France, and, yeah, and then moved to and moved to the states and to Brooklyn. And mm-hmm. um, how old were you when you did the move? I was 18. All right. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So it must right have been a bit of a culture school. shock. It,
1: you know, it, it was, but only in um in the best way. New York gave me what I needed at the time, which was uh encouragement and a a place where I could just uh carefully express myself. You know, uh, because I came here first to. I knew I wanted to be a musician and I always knew that. And I came, I left, I went to college for six months and left. And when I came here, my goal was to find my sound, find myself, find my identity as a musician. Um, so, you know, it took, it took a while, but it really was the best place for me to be in order to achieve that.
0: So how old were you when you picked up the, uh, the bass or what was your first instrument? What was your introduction to music?
1: My first instrument was voice. Cause mm-hmm. I started, I started singing when I started speaking, I think really, cause I have three older siblings that all sing and some of them play instruments. And my dad is from the Caribbean and our culture is really tied to, you know, musicality. Um, yeah. And I started, I was think I have even tapes of me at two years old singing while learning to speak. So I was singing always harmonizing with my siblings. Uh, and then I, I picked up the guitar when I was 16, 17 mm-hmm. to start, right. Cause I started writing songs and, um, my brother had bought me a guitar, and that was my first instrument. And after I moved to New York, only when I was in my early 20s did I start playing bass. So I started really late, um, which I, I like to sh- – it's a little bit embarrassing, but it's all, also a truth that is important to share because it's never too late for anything, you know? Yeah,
0: because, I mean, you, you play bass beautifully. Right? Thank it, you. Yeah, I, I would have I'm, – I'm surprised that – you're saying that you picked it up at such a late stage because you, you seem such a virtuoso on the bass. So.
1: I am not, but <laughs> thank you so much. You know, I, I practiced a lot and when I first started and I still have, you know, I play with, and it's always important to surround yourself with people that are better than you. So I'm always, a, my band, they're all better musicians than me and that's important for me. And it just, I know how much growth I have to, to do, you know, but it's, mm-hmm. I have fun with it.
0: Yeah. So you, you had a band... Prior to going solo, uh, called Escort, which was more of a disco yeah. thing. Yeah. And that's right. Yeah. But you, you yeah. played. Did you play bass in that as well as sing, or were you just a vocalist for?
1: I did. I started as as uh, just the vocalist because when I joined Escort first, I had just started picking up the bass. Yeah. Uh, and then I uh a couple of years later, I was good enough to to start playing. Live, but I actually had a band prior to that, and that's when I started playing bass. But yeah, I was with Escort for for a few years, and and we played, we toured a lot, played a lot. Um, so that was that was such an amazing school for you know live performance. We we were lucky to play some really big shows.
0: Brilliant. But you also played, you've played with CeeLo as a bass player, haven't you? And toured with Cee-Lo. yeah.
1: Yeah, I did some gigs as, uh, as a bass player and I was on a, I also, I met CeeLo because I was in a house band of a TV show right. uh, on NBC and we were taping at 30 Rock right across the hall from Jimmy Fallon. So I was surrounded with the roots and like amazing musicians all the time and CeeLo was a guest on our show one day and that's how, uh, that's how we met. That was actually the the very last taping of the TV show. and. Oh, wow. I- uh, yeah, I had always dreamed to play with him or work with him in some way. And um, we gravitated towards each other musically just very quickly. And he, he was forming a band at this time. And he asked me if it was okay to hire me because I was already on a gig. And I was like, well, you know what? I, the gig just ended. So this is perfect. I need a new gig. Uh, so and he's been very, very supportive since.
0: Brilliant. Yeah, mm-hmm. an amazing, incredible artist.
1: He's amazing, yeah.
0: And and how are you doing it? Are you working with the label um, for for this for this for these releases, or is it? Are you doing it yourself? I know you have a sort of production duo. It's you and, and Morgan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is Nightshade, is that right?
1: Nightshade, yeah,
0: that's yeah. correct. Mm-hmm. It's A little
1: bit easier when it's a, it's an English word, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, <laughs> yeah.
1: I was like, let me make this one easy for people. Uh, yeah. Well, I still consider myself an indie artist I do have a label imprint based in mm-hmm. in Paris that mm-hmm. I'm I'm really fond of I did we have a great relationship and it's a very small label called Unity and they provide me with the support um, that I need but leave me uh to make the final decision so I still feel like you know I I approach my career as my as my business and I'm the CEO of it you know mm-hmm. um And I love that aspect of my career. Like the mornings for me are like business time and, you know, and I'm really close to my manager, Vicky Starr. And I I feel like the two of us are just kind of like this team of bad women that want to take over the world. You know, that's just kind of how we approach uh, my career and I owe her a lot. She's, she's great. And uh, Morgan is my, is my um, entity when it comes to making music. Um, So we, we started working music, on music together when I was producing my first solo album, mm-hmm. uh, and I initially wanted him to play keys on some of my tracks, because he's an amazing keyboard player, and he had, he had great sounds, and we had played together a little bit, uh, and we, just, we got along so well in the studio, it just organically grew into a production duet. Um, so now we produce all of my music and we produce for other people as yeah. well. And yeah, and we're called Nightshade. <laughs> yeah.
0: Brilliant. Well, this is a nice segue. Let's have a little listen to Emeralds from the first album. Yeah. Self-titled Adeline. that was emeralds that's an amazing track that was the first song that i'd actually saw of yours and i was like Thank wow you. who 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 is this woman this is f- f- phenomenal
1: Oh, wow. That's yeah. interesting. That's great to know because that was actually my first single. <laughs> that was the very first thing I put out as a solo artist.
0: We've been following you for a while. It's it's a really exciting time, I feel, across the pond in the States. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. back here with this, you know, I don't know if I necessarily like the new jazz or new soul uh, terminologies, but, you know, it is amazing what's coming on uh, uh, from both sides of the Atlantic. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. And so how you so you you were recording with Morgan did it change at all the way that you recorded that first album? what did you learn from that before going in and doing the repeat that you released last year was last year a lockdown recording or was it
1: was um, before you know i I, I have so I've, I recorded the first album with Morgan as well we just weren't mm-hmm. called nightshade yet but um I have to say one of the first things that I thought to myself when the lockdown started is, oh, I've been living a lockdown this entire life. I didn't realize my this entire time I was already living in quarantine because my life was already consisting of waking up, doing some emails, working out and going to the studio and coming back home and going straight to bed because I would I'd come home at like one or two o'clock in the morning. Um, so I was already living in quarantine, pre-quarantine. So I was, you know, practicing that, I guess, from all these years being at at the studio. Um, So I I can't really say that it was much, that it was, you know, very different. I would say going to the studio, like on my way, I was riding my bike and the streets were empty and, you know, all of these life changes that we've all noticed, these drastic little differences. Um, But yeah, I can't, you know. I think the some of the content of my music and I think what, what marked that year even more so for me as a songwriter is the Black Lives Matter movement and all the things that we witnessed, you know, having this terrible president um, for four years. And so all of that was really impactful and, and is, you know, was put into my music for sure.
0: And is this the first time that you 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 sang in your your first language? Uh I see. There's like a. Is it? A, I don't know which one came first. But you've got just another day, and then forgive me for my pronunciation here. Oh, it's gonna it, be please, terrible. Do it, oh no! I don't know. If... So c'est pour jamais.
1: That's good. Yeah. Si c'est pour jamais, that was really good. Uh, no, it, the, it, we wrote just another day first, and then I, um, I, I, I had this idea of doing something in French, and I thought that that song probably would apply to French really well because. You know, not all of them. I feel like After Midnight, for instance, that's more disco-y, a little bit more up-tempo. I don't think it would have worked so well. And I wrote the French version with my brother, who's a brilliant songwriter. So that was a great um, that was a great experience. My first album, um, I had a song in French called Café Olet
0: All oh, right, okay.
1: And it, yeah, and I, I want to do more of it. It just, sadly, it doesn't come to me naturally. Um, yeah. But, but it's I, not... I should.
0: <laughs> no, but so it's not a... Um... Uh, so, God, not say, so say, It's not a, it's not a translation of just another day. It's a completely different.
1: It is a translation, but it's not a word for word translation. It's, it, we kept the story is the same, but it was more about the song sounding good in French as its own thing, and not, you know more so than just translating it word for word.
0: Okay, okay. Well, let's have a little listen to that. Okay. Oh, great! And you can introduce this one, okay?
1: Are you playing the French version? Yes, please. (laughs) Okay, And here is Si C'est Pour Jamais by Adeline.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. That was brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not going to fumble over my French anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try not to.
1: You're doing great.
0: (laughs) Um. And so yeah, so you you you've you've had your album, you've had your EP, you're working on the second EP, and you've got Nightshade Nightshade going, and then uh, you uh, start producing. You had a, a track out last year, Mango, with another artist. Who I'm going to stumble over again with the pronunciation. Is it is it Kamal?
1: That's it. Yeah, that's yes, Kamal.
0: Sorry, I'm I'm tired. And no, uh... it's
1: not just you. You know, it's funny because. I have to tell you that I'm so pleased because whenever I speak to anyone that's not American, they get my name right. And that's not Mm. against Americans, but everybody mistakenly says Adeline, Mm. and I really, really, really do not like it. So I'm kind of like secretly, in a little devilish way, happy when people mess up Kamal's name because I'm like, (laughs) I know that I'm not the (laughs) only one whose name people can't pronounce. So yeah, it's yeah, Kamau. <laughs> you you had it. <laughs>
0: yeah, great. I mean that that is a banger. It's an absolute. Thank you. Classic. How did that come about? Um, did you are we <laughs> do you know him? Do you have a relationship or was it a label? How?
1: No, it was all happening organically. Uh, Kamau and I met uh, through my husband has a uh, production uh, event company slash amazing party called everyday people i'm actually wearing their merch right now which is really funny i it was not planned this is not an advertisement (laughs) um and he came out performed there and i I saw him i mean that was years ago and i was blown away that was my first time seeing him and and becoming aware of his art and we kind of knew each other because we would run into each other at, at, at the party and um Every time I just was really drawn to his energy. And I think same for for him. And we every time we saw each other, it was one of those we gotta work together. Uh and then I one day it finally happened. We were on Instagram DMing and I was like, just let's make it happen. Like come to the studio next week. And that was it. I had never worked with him. I had never sang with him or anything like that. He came to the studio, Morgan and I had the track up and it was just really we had just started making that track the night before and we had the bass and the drums down and morgan was putting down some keys and i was like let's put down some keys for this in case kamau likes this one uh and when he walked in we were doing that and he heard it and started freestyling and we wrote the song in three hours, and in six in six hours, it was done. We had recorded everything. Oh, and wow. even the trumpet part, it was just this really interesting moment of meant to be. Uh, our friend Carter Yasutake, who's an amazing trumpet player and who's one of Morgan's closest friends, was at the studio. He was next door working with another band friend of ours. And he just popped in to say, hey, guys, I'm here. And we're like, oh, Carter, actually, trumpet might be good on this song. Why don't you just play something and he soloed and we edited it later and i was
0: all just that was mango amazing i love it how <laughs> sometimes this can just come together like that um
1: yeah
0: i i work with a, a, an artist uh, uh called joel culpepper amazing british soul singer and uh he has a track called woman that he wrote with the producer swindle and it was like a big hit for him on colors you know it, it's kind of oh great but, i think but, i know who he is
1: yeah yeah
0: um But this this song fell out within three hours. It was just—it's like one of those ones, and it just—it just happens, doesn't it?
1: I, you know, I hear I listen to a lot of uh, music podcasts, and you know, very often I think you know I notice that artists say that some of the best stuff just comes, and and it's true. I guess now I can say now that you know this came together this way, and the reactions to Mango is it the way it came together was different from a lot of my songs and the way it's received is different. You know, there's something special about it. And, you know, we don't, I don't even think we create music. We just receive it. And it's really about where you are in that moment. Um, metaphysically, you know, yeah. and in, in a place where you just open. And I think the, the, the connection that we had in the room with Kamal and him being such a receptive artist too created
0: that space yeah but I mean you can tell there's a connection in the video there's a great vibe yeah. between you and the vibrancy it's just yeah it's a fantastic song let's let's have a listen for so great yes I'm going to see if I get this right so this is Mango uh, by Kamau featuring Adeline <laughs> That was Kamau, featuring Adeline and Mango. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Adeline. This has been so good to have you on board. Uh, thank you. Uh, I'm hoping that we, we opened a studio in New York during the pandemic. So we're just down uh, in Manhattan on 23rd and Lexington.
1: Oh, great. Uh, yeah,
0: at the, the Freehand Hotel. So. Oh, I'm,
1: nice. Yeah,
0: so I'm hoping that we'll be out before the end of the year and we'll have to get you involved It's something else you know I would love event.
1: that I would yeah. absolutely be honoured to yeah
0: yeah we have some great shows we have uh, well Madison has done a, 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 well it's lined up to do a show for us we have uh, Keon Herald uh, mm. oh, a that's a,
1: he's a dear friend of mine
0: yeah Oh. Well, yeah. Keon does a regular and we've thing
1: actually us. made some music together oh have I you come out one day maybe. oh
0: <laughs> well, well that would be nice to hear
1: but Keon is he's, yeah he's a dear friend he's incredible he's incredible
0: yeah and what he's had to go through with his son over the last few months is uh, is, is quite the journey uh, mm-hmm. but it's amazing how he's come out uh, as a, a wonderful artist and a, a father, you know yeah man. yeah
1: It's funny because right before that story happened, I saw Kian about two weeks before, <laughs> and we were talking. actually, I saw Kian the day on on uh, election day. And that was the day before, the day that we thought would be election day. But the, yeah. <laughs> the election took an abnormal amount of time. And we, we just kept tiptoeing. We texted, we're like, should we get together? Should we not to get together? And we were like, because we didn't know yet if the results were coming in. And we were like, you know what? The best answer to anything is just to just make music right now. So let's just get together and make music. Um, and yeah, we did. And we, we just had a long conversation about at all. And I was even before knowing that something like that would happen to him.
0: Um Yeah, well I, I must admit, I, I'd only met him like this on Zoom, uh, having a chat before he was about to do his first show uh for the radio. Uh so this was just before Christmas. And then I was looking on Instagram when I first saw it come up and, and I thought he was sharing something. But then mm-hmm. and then I clocked. I was like, Oh my God, this is actually ha- it's it's happening to him and his son. I was Yeah, you know just awful but amazing what has kind of shone a light on as an issue yeah so
1: absolutely she definitely picked the wrong guy <laughs>
0: <laughs> definitely
1: that shows it all you know
0: yeah well look two quick things before uh i love you and leave you and that is um what is what's your favorite base what base what base do you go to on a day-to-day like for, for huh. your for your sound
1: you know, it, it, I have I will have two answers because I have my uh, a preference for recording and a preference for live. And okay. for recording, the sweet spot that you know just makes me close my eyes and I feel like I'm doing something right is um, a Fender P bass with flatwounds.
0: Right. Yeah. If it's
1: vintage, even better. Uh, and then for live, I don't like flatwounds as much because I you know it's a different it looks slightly a different sound for live um so for live i'm just more flexible but you know but but it's about the
0: strings for live but
1: yeah yeah, and you know i mean i i'm more of a p bass person but i just got this new jazz bass that i love it really is about your tone and how you adjust it and yeah so the sweet spot would be four strings fender p bass with flat wounds on it
0: brilliant Brilliant. And finally, um, you're a bit of a Shaka Khan nut. Is that,
1: is that right? Never, never heard of her. Never. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm absolutely obsessed. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, um, if you could hear some Shaka on your way out, what what would it be? What's, what's your go-to?
1: Oh my God. Um, sleep on it. I like sleep on it a lot. And because we're leaving, uh, the second line of the chorus is everything's gonna be all right so we can leave on a note that says everything's gonna be all right that'd be great
0: <laughs> brilliant well thanks so much for your time take care thank you and this is shaka khan and sleep on it